Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Timeout. It's time for the Stadium Scene Timeouts Podcast. It's your boy Eric Lyons, the host of Electrified with Eric Lyons. I'm 20 years old out of Baltimore, Maryland, and I started this show in the closet of my dorm room about a year ago. I discuss football, boxing, basketball, and all major headlines in the world of sports. My podcast is available on all major audio platforms like Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can follow the pod's Instagram and Twitter at Electrified Pod. What you're about to hear is a segment from my most recent episode breaking down the past. Packers versus Eagles game from Thursday night and a brief discussion about the NFL referees. The Packers and the Eagles play. All right, so this is the Packers. Both teams are on a short week. The Packers were home. They were coming off a win over the Denver Broncos and the Philadelphia Eagles had just lost to the Lions. So this was a game where, you know, an Eagles team that was, you know, coming in short week with injuries. You know, this wasn't a team that was expected to win this ball game. Wasn't expected to win. But, you know, any given Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I mean Thursday, Monday, you know how that goes, you know. Anytime. Um so first of all, prayers up for Jamal Williams and Vontae Maddox. You know, both those guys got knocked out of the game last night. Very, very unfortunate. One looked intentional. But, you know, I don't think it was. Uh, it was just after the whistle. And, you know, it was football. It was a violent sport. And then the second one was just a friendly fire. That was bad. Very bad. That looked very scary. Uh, both guys got carted off. Haven't heard anything about Maddox, but I know, you know, Jamal had posted on Instagram and said he was all right and everything. Um, but, yeah, prayers up to those guys. You hate to see the card come out with, in the stretch. I, I don't like that. But let's talk about the game. Okay, so. Everybody was asking to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back in, you know, prime form. And they were clicking last night. They were clicking last night. Devontae Adams had over 100 yards in the first quarter, but he finished the game. Hold on. Just give me a minute. He finished the game with... Tay had... Where is his damn numbers? All right, Tay had 10, 10 catches, 180 yards. His career high. Almost had the touchdown. Almost had a touchdown. Didn't get a touchdown last night, but he had, you know, this is the best game he's had this season. Um, great to see that. Very unfortunate. You know, he's dealing with the turf toe. You know, that can be a week-to-week thing. So, we you know, I hope, you know, with this long, longer week before the Dallas game, you know, I would love to see Tay back on the field for that big game. Um, but you see with him off the field, the drop-off <laughs> between, you know, him and the rest of the receiving court the Packers had. 
Um, even with him out, you know, Rodgers was still able to find the young guys on that last drive. Um, you know, MVS and Geronimo. First of all, Geronimo had a hell of a catch and touchdown with that last drive right before the half. What what was that? Seconds left on the clock. Rodgers, man, just made it happen. Um, and then, you know, everybody was asking to see Rodgers. Rodgers was Rodgers last night, man. Rodgers was Rodgers. The team that couldn't run the ball. The ball was in his hands 99% of the time. He was the leading rusher, 46 yards. He threw the ball 53 times, uh, over 400 yards passing, two touchdowns, and, of course, you know, the, the pick at the end of the game. But Rodgers was doing his thing, man. He was making magic happen last night. He was putting balls in tight spaces. He was um, running around crazy, didn't get sacked. Rodgers looked good last night. Um Takeaways from this game, you know, I would say, you know, as far as the Packers losing, and I will say that Carson Wentz played a good game. Um, Jordan Howard was the highlight, man. Jordan Howard was big. Those, those, they were, he was gashing the Packers. They were gashing Green Bay's defense, and they were gassed. Uh, the run, the run, the constant, consistent run were body blows to this Packers defense, and they could not recover. They were on the ropes the entire night. Uh, that was big, and Carson Wentz just game, you know, managed the game, and you know he threw the ball when he had to, and he did what he had to do. Um, another thing I'll say is when the game was ten nothing, and um, the Eagles got that run back, that big, that big return, that was huge for them. That was huge for them. I think field position played a lot into this game. Um, I just think that last night, you know, was a winnable game for the Packers, but. They lost, and um, I just don't understand all of the Rodgers slander, man. He did he did all he could last night. I think this Packers offense has to get better in the red zone because that's where they stalled out. You know, it's fine. You can get down there, but can you score? And that's what they couldn't do last night. Uh, and it was hard for them to run the ball without Jamal Williams because, you know, with, with without Jamal Williams, you have just Aaron Jones and Vitaly, you know, your um, – your fullback because uh, Dexter Williams wasn't, you know, he was a healthy scratch, wasn't active yet, the rookie. So that's what you have. So when you have that, it all comes together for a night where Aaron Rodgers is the leading rusher because, you know, that front is ready. And, you know, they, they know he's throwing the ball, but it's a fa- it's a matter of can you stop it. Um, I, I think Jimmy Graham is awful. I don't care that he caught a touchdown. I just think that. Any ball in his huge proximity should be caught. Uh, he tried to catch the ball with one hand a lot of time. Like, why are you trying to catch the ball? Put two hands on the ball and catch the ball. Uh, Jimmy Graham de- deserves to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. I really do believe that because last night was awful for him. Uh, don't care about his touchdown. Um, yeah, man, you, you, but you see how, how, how difficult it is to win a ball game where you can't run the ball. Uh, this Green Bay team, this Green Bay Packers offense couldn't run the ball last night. Um, they didn't get a lot of help from the defense. Defense didn't get any sacks. This is the team that comes into the into this to that game leading the league in takeaways. Didn't get any takeaways, but the secondary they they did what they could. You know they were batting ball. Kevin King had a great game. Uh, I, I enjoyed you know watching what he did. Great game from him, but you know this is just a Packers defense. That, you know, like like um, Darius Smith said, you know it's just a bump in the road. Um, I don't think anybody should be hanging their heads. You know, I was up, I wasn't even really upset last night. I was just like, damn. You know, it was like ah, we could have got that one. 
Uh, but like I said, you know, I'd rather lose now than in January. But through one quarter of the season, the Packers are 3-1 and in first place. It's good to be 3-1. There are teams out here who are winless. There are teams out here that are struggling to get, you know what I mean? So 4-0 would have been great, but 3-1 is cool going into Dallas next week. So, um, yeah, man, nothing, nothing to, you got a rookie coach, rookie head coach. Saw a lot, okay, now I saw a lot of, uh, listen, a lot of people got unfollowed last night. A lot of people got unfollowed last night. I saw a lot of crazy tweets. Um, One tweet I saw is, you know, somebody said this is what happens when you hire a coach. Because he's young and white and not experienced, blah, blah, blah. Listen, (laughs) even the most experienced coaches, even the most experienced coaches don't win ball games. You know what I mean? John Gruden, one of the most experienced coaches, Super Bowl winning coach. What John Gruden did since he's been back? What has John Gruden done since he won that Super Bowl? What are you talking about? Like this is the this is the thing, man. Sean McVay, young and white. Okay, what? Like I don't understand. That was just a that's just a bad take. Like some people shouldn't tweet. That's just how I feel. Um, you know, I saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers slander. Oh, he's not the same. He's the blah blah blah. Rodgers didn't look bad last night. Nothing that Rodgers did looked bad. I think that the you know, the call to not run the ball. In that position last night, the Packers couldn't run the ball all night. I think that, you know, if Tay was on the field, they would have scored. I really do. But you got to think, when you got Jimmy Graham not catching balls, Tay is off the field, can't run the ball, they're going to pass it. Was that pass interference at the end? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I think that without, you know, that back holding – um. Scanlon's arms, he's catching that ball, and that's six. Uh, I also believe that the refs have to stop. And now I'm ready to talk about the refs. Not even about last night. I don't think that anybody should ever be upset. I think were there missed calls last night? Absolutely. But will I blame that on my team's loss? Like, should we blame? I don't think anybody should ever blame the refs for their team's loss. I don't think that should ever be a thing. Can they be a factor? Yes, refs always, you know, they insert themselves at the wrong time. But there are 60 minutes and four quarters in a football game. You, there's a whole football game, four quarters in a football game. What your team did or could not do in the first quarter in their opening drive or the drive, you know what I mean, shouldn't all fall on what the ref did or did not call in the fourth. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I'm. I'm not. I'm, okay. I've watched. I've been watching football my entire life, and you know, as I've gotten older, I've started to understand this. Because yes, you know, I, I, I've I, I, I've not always been this way. Yes, I've been like, oh, if the refs wouldn't have called, or if the refs would have called, we would have blah blah blah. But you can't be that way. You really can't because your team has four quarters to win the football game. And they have opportunities that they missed or points left on the field that you can't always blame the men in black and white for. You can't, you know. Like I said, man, refs miss calls all the time. But my concern is, my thing is, you come up with the Saints rule. And the Saints rule is you can review and challenge pass interference calls that weren't called. All right. But if you're going to do that, 
what is the point if you're not going to change the call? Because if you see it, if it's blatant and you still don't call it, that's a, a waste of a challenge too. You lose the timeout. So what's the point? Because that was obvious that LaFleur challenged last night. Obvious pass interference. The, 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 uh, was that Maddox? He never turned around to see the ball. I know face guarding isn't a rule, um, you know, isn't a, a foul in the league, but that wasn't face guard. He just didn't turn around. And it was, he was touching him the whole route. Ball was right there. Now, the one that Peterson challenged when, um, first of all, that was a terrible ball that Carson went through. Wasn't catchable. And the receiver jumped. It was a, it was just weird. That, and then, you know, when Kevin King came with the hand, I don't think that the ball wasn't getting caught regardless. Ball wasn't getting caught regardless. But the one in the floor challenge, oh, that was blatant pass interference. So my thing is, all right, you give you give us the Saints rule. You allow coaches to challenge pass interference. You slow the game down, and you allow them to change. But if you're not changing the calls, what's the purpose of having the challenge? If I was a coach, I don't even think I would be challenging it anymore. Because they're not going. It's not like they're going to. They're not really going to change it. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of it, man. I'm not a fan of the. And, and you know, the refs. Refs are very inconsistent. We know this. We know this. We know this. We do. It's 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 what it is. It is what it is, man. But I don't think we should sit here and blame the referees for our team's losses. I I, I just don't think we should do it. But um. Last night, yeah, man, the, you know, the refs, you know, it is what it is. They, you know, they were in the game, and that, that is what it is. If you want to submit your podcast or video clip sample to the Stadium Scene Timeouts podcast, first you need to join our network. Check out the details at stadiumscene.tv under the SSTV network link. Once you're in the network, Send us your 5-10 to 10 minute sample to media at stadiumscene.tv. We look forward to showcasing your work.